I see. Okay. Yeah, I don't see any uh, a recording thing on my end. Okay. No, don't worry about it. We're good then. Um, so let me lead in real quick. Um, welcome back to Film Noobs. Um, today we have a good friend of ours. We've talked about his film before, but we've never really talked to him, talked to him. Um, luckily today we are able to, because of this quarantine BS, um, take advantage of that. Um, Scott, how you doing? Good. I'm, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're, uh, you look good, man. I mean, it looks like the quarantine's treating you well. Uh, how's everything on your end? Uh, we're doing good, man. Um, like I said, we're quarantined, kind of, you know, stay at home, enjoy all the food, all the snackity snacks. So yeah. if I look good, it's because I'm getting fatter. <laughs> <laughs> How about a year and how's everything going? It's going good. Uh, you know, stocking up on food and weirdly enough, toilet paper. I don't even know why, to be honest with you. I don't know why we're getting toilet paper. It seems like uh, we'll be all right. We didn't eat Chipotle. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's going good. Um, I'm actually editing my, uh, my third feature film. So, I mean, I guess, I don't know how to say this. I guess the quarantine is, is working for where I'm at mentally right now. Okay, cool. Let's talk about that, man. Uh, I know the first time we got introduced to you was when you were doing your first film or your first feature film, right? Which is second, Deo. Second, second, second feature. Yeah. All right, sorry about that. Your second feature, which was uh, Monday of the Dead, we we it was an instant cult film. Um, everybody loved it. Uh, you you went hot. Uh, you were even at the San Diego Comic Con. Um, and then you took like maybe a small break, and then right as soon as you did that, you came right back. Did the Kickstarter had a great run with. Kickstarter, raised enough money, did the filming. Luckily enough, you finished the filming right before this whole quarantine BS, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That was so a let's talk about let's talk about all this this awesomeness that you've had for the last year, year and a half, man. Well, I you know, Mandeo of the Dead is definitely uh what you would call a passion project. I, I've enjoyed these characters since um high school. I, I made these characters up in high school. And so um, I brought them back for this astral projection time travel okay. movie, Mandeo of the Dead. And uh, we had a lot of fun. You know, we've been meeting a lot of great people like yourself and all the guys at Film Noobs and 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 different people who, who are generous enough to um, watch the movie and enjoy it. I really, it's been a really cool year. Uh, and like you said, the Kickstarter was its own thing. Um, we raised, our goal was $20,000 for the sequel to Mandeo of the Dead, Mandeo Returns. Yeah. Um, we ended up raising $26,509. And um, I mean, that felt great. <laughs> that felt great. <laughs> you know, like it just, it's like, you know, like it's like, wow, we get to make a sequel. Cause um, I remember on the first movie, we, we were always talking, all the actors and crew, we were always talking about like, oh, what would happen next? you know, uh, you know, ideas of, of, of the sequel. So yeah, we shot the movie in, uh, uh, at the end of February into March, right before SAG shut down all of the, the productions. So, um, I'm feeling pretty lucky, blessed, what have you, um, just to be having a full movie in the can before all this craziness started. I know there was some productions that got shut down in the middle of their, yeah. of, 
their production. And that's, I just, I'm so, you know, I, I feel so bad for them, but feeling very thankful to have something to edit on our end. Cool. Now let's go back a little bit for, like, I know you did a YouTube, which we'll, we'll talk about um, all your links and everything. But on your YouTube, you were talking about how surreal it was to wake up one day and lo and behold, you're going to San Diego Comic Con. You know, out of your second feature, which you thought, like you said, it's a passion project. Most of us who do passion projects, they're like, oh, you know, I'm going to do it because I want to do it, but I don't think it'll ever get anywhere. But you happen to to bottle that, you know, lightning and, and be able to like cash in and be like, oh, wow, dude it went somewhere. So how was that for you? Oh, it was, I mean, fantastic. It was fantastic. Um, it's one of those things, you know, I mean, I, I kind of didn't think it was gonna, uh, be seen anywhere in a festival or, or in a live venue. I kind of resigned to, um, it's going to be on Amazon and people will be watching this movie online. I just kind of figured that's it. When San Diego let us in, I, I was very excited, but at the at the beginning, I just was so <laughs> so flat, yeah. just like wow, this is this is great. But I was so I wasn't ready for it. I was in shock as I as we went to San Diego, meeting all these people. We were in the streets handing out flyers and and getting people to come to our our, our screening. So we were on the streets. Um, I I have nothing but but uh, happy memories of that. I mean, it's just such a any filmmaker who who's in the indie scene. I mean, anytime you get to show your movie at a place like San Diego Comic-Con. I mean, it's a, it's a, it is a dream come true. We were so thankful, so thankful. And I was so glad to share it with the cast and crew. They came out there too. Um, it was a blast. It was a blast. And it made me think, you know, uh, I wanted to do a sequel anyway, just for fun, but it was like, you know, this is, this could be fun. It'd be great to show the sequel at San Diego Comic-Con. We also went to LA Comic-Con as well. Okay. And, um, and it's just, it's, it's, we feel really blessed to be a part of that and to show our movie there. Awesome. awesome. I know um, Jonathan from Movie Mac and I, we were talking like two, three days ago when we did the first uh, video interview and stuff, because we were just trying it out. We're like, man, dude, we feel responsible. I don't care what anybody says. We feel responsible for putting that little tick in, in, in his, in his head about doing the sequel. We're like, yeah, <laughs> we're just going to be responsible. We don't care if he says yes or no. So it was one of those things like, <laughs> We kept pushing and pushing because we really loved your film. Um, right. When we first saw it, we both talked about it. You know, he's in Pennsylvania. I'm here in, in uh, Texas and whatnot. And we're like, dude, this is, this is a movie that you could see anywhere and it's still relevant. It's like my first feature film was really niched. So we had a hard time pushing it out there. And I mean, it's now that it's kind of picking up now, but it's still kind of slow. Unlike yours... Yours is like, it could be anywhere. You know what I mean? Thank and you. it's one of those like, you know, it's relevant. And and making it relevant makes it a bigger audience or a better audience. You know what I mean? Wow. Thank you so much for that. And I, I you know what? I give you guys all credit, honestly. <laughs> because, you know, like if, 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 if no one uh, really cared about the first movie and no one said anything like, hey, what's the sequel going to be like? Like you guys, you know. Uh, who knows? Maybe we wouldn't have had the confidence to make it and try and do a Kickstarter. So thank you guys for that. I appreciate it. <laughs> cool. Now I have a question because a lot of us, again, indie guys, we do our Kickstarters and fail. 
with you it was different. You did your Kickstarter and you overproduced what you wanted to do. Do you think because you had the audience and you had done so much work, i.e., you know, San Diego Comic Con, LA Comic Con, and and just all these other people that were were feeding into the fact that we loved the film, did that make it easier? Or I mean, how do you think that that all culminated? I think that it it helped the confidence. I think if you have a little bit of confidence anywhere, I think it it can make you feel galvanized to to do what you want to do i mean i wanted to do it um hearing people liking it and saying hey this is good this is interesting i i this is uh this is something that i would like to see a sequel to that helps i mean it, it totally helps if no one said that we wouldn't have made a second one we wouldn't have gone through the stress of doing kickstarter the thing is um a few years back uh, I launched a Kickstarter for another movie. I was, you know, I, I hadn't even made, I don't think my first movie, maybe I made one movie at that point. Yeah. Uh, and we launched a Kickstarter and failed so, so hard. You know, we, we, uh, we tried to raise, I don't know, I think it was like $40,000. We ended up raise, uh, getting $3,000 in pledges. So it was, you know, one of those, so we failed before this movie. Totally. <laughs> yeah. So we, I think yeah, it's it's good to hear people um, encouraging us to do a sequel and, and enjoying the first movie. But also it's that failure of the first movie that I tried to raise money for on Kickstarter. Um, that failure is like, I can't fail again. And my wife, too. We, we both did this together. And uh, it was more like, oh, man, I don't want to fail again. That hurt. That was, yeah. you know, it was that pain. It was like, let's just do everything we can to make sure we don't fail. And we actually hired a uh, a consultant too for our Kickstarter because we were like, you know, let's do this. Let's be educated about this. We there was so much we didn't know about Kickstarter. So um, yeah, I guess it was just about uh, wanting to prove that we don't we we wouldn't fall flat on our face this time. Awesome, awesome. And now I know you've written both first and second one, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Let's talk about the writing process. What's your writing process? Because I know everybody has their own, like, oh, I sit there, get high, and write. Or people will be like, oh, no, I wake up in the middle of the night and, and, and just I write. What, what inspires you to keep going or to write sequel, you know, after having that one cult film? Uh, there, is a, there was a drive to do more. Like, I... Personally, um, I'm kind of a fan of these uh, characters and I kept talking incessantly about like, well, what's next? What's next with my wife and people? And and after a while, it's just like, why don't I just start making the sequel? My process is more like. Uh, oh, gosh, I don't know. I don't really know. I don't know what my process is other than let's get this done. I have some ideas. I'll basically annoy my wife with ideas like you know she's like just write it yeah. <laughs> you know and so i go there and then it start it once it starts getting good you know you you keep going um i don't really have too much of a process i actually like having movies i've watched a million times on in the background as like a washing through my brain you know like uh, some people listen to music i like to having you know movies i've seen a million times that i don't have to watch closely yeah. i like having those you, hear on. Me, you know what's going on yeah, exactly. Okay. 
uh, that's what I like to do and just get lost. And, uh, and, but the thing about scripts for me, dude, is that I know that I have a small budget to work with. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of write them to that. I think a lot of people think that's kind of a bad thing to do. Oh, dude, you should never hinder yourself with your, with your screenwriting, you know, go big or go home. I'm like, well, I think, I think it's not a bad thing to tailor your script to what you know you're going to have the funds for. I think it's a good challenge. I don't think it actually hinders us too much. I mean, there's things I'd love to do that we can't afford, but uh, I just, I like writing with this kind of constrained budget for now um, on these movies. I will say this though, the next movie would be nice to have more money (laughs) because these these, always, always. always, Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun pro. I like writing. I like every process of the filmmaking. Um, writing is cool because you get to get insular and, and come up with all these ideas. And um, my first drafts are terrible. And then they start getting a little better. Now, let's talk about characters because you, you said you love the characters. I know when we talked originally on the review, all of us here at Film News were like, dude, Cousin Andy. I'm looking at I'm looking down because I'm looking at my phone. I wanted to make sure that I had everybody's name, but cousin Andy was one of our favorites. Um, his character was just it, it was unique. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but what, do you tailor your characters around people you know, or do you like oh you know I'm just gonna pull a little bit here, a little bit there, or just something off the wall? I mean, character uh- build. A little bit of both, actually. Like cousin Andy, my my actual cousin's name uh, is Andy. Uh, so we shot that first movie. Just to give you a little backstory, we shot that first movie all the way. I edited like an hour's worth of it, and I saw I, we needed something, something, uh, an ingredient. Yeah, and that turned out to be uh, the character of cousin Andy. Um, I mean, I used my cousin Andy's name, but. This guy, Sean Liang, who plays Cousin Andy, mm-hmm. he auditioned for the role of Darth um, in Mandeo One. And mm-hmm. he's just great. I mean, he I had the same reaction as you guys did, which is he's freaking funny, charming. He's got this great energy. You just like him. Yeah. Um, so when it was time to be like, oh, I got to fix this in post, uh, I thought about that guy. And uh, we called him up. It's like, hey, dude, I got this new character for you. Would you be down to come in for a day and shoot all your scenes? He was so down. Um, And I don't regret it at all. In fact, uh, for the sequel, I just I wrote him a bigger part and he killed it, by the way. I mean, (laughs) he was was so great. He's a smart actor. He's a smart actor. He's one of those guys. I saw his binder with my script in it. He marked up all these things, had all these notes. And I said to him one day, I was like, man, you know what? you're a really, you're a smart actor. You're someone who comes to the set with like, with, with ideas that are, that are helpful to the filmmaker too. I just, I really appreciate him. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I'm sorry. I, I might've gotten off topic there, but I think. Uh, no, 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 no. You're good. You're good. I, I like off topic. Cause that, that just, you know, gets, gets the ball rolling for other things. So don't worry about ever getting off topic. Um, All right. Now I know we had, uh, I had texted you, well, I had called you out on Twitter about the name um, and all the products, the little product placement you have. Let's talk about a little bit of that. The little green, what is it? <laughs> the little cereal box guy. Uh, yeah. We call him Monster uh, Monty the Monster. Monty uh, the Monster, okay. 
Yeah, we made him, uh, we Frankensteined him from a few different toys, but we made him our own and painted him. So everything you see is is from our imagination. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's cool. that was cool. We actually sold some plush dolls of him too. Yeah, and my brother right. But, but it was on my YouTube channel. You can check out the actual making of it. Uh, my mother-in-law helped. Uh, my wife helped. It was it was really great. Um yeah, this movie, I don't know what it is. I think it's the cereal box thing. It reminds me of when I was growing up watching cereal box, uh, like cereal commercials. And I was like, I don't even know why that's in the movie. I just like it. <laughs> it's cozy. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's it's almost like um, when you're talking about, you know, those that are geek and, and whatnot, it's like the, the cereal box is mint. You know, and then he opens it up and you're like, oh, dude, I'll never be able to find another box. This was the last box off the, you know, yeah. the production line. I mean, so little quirks and 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 that you find through the film. I'm sorry, my cat's over here. Oh, no. Those little quirks <laughs> that that were part of the film is what allows you to kind of even love the characters more because now you're you're associating those facts. It's like, oh, dude. I do that with my, you know, oh, mint in box, whatever. You know I mean, like me and my posters back here, these are all, they were in a marquee somewhere. You know what I mean? So they're actually from an actual theater. I didn't buy them just because whatever, but I'm real anal about that. So when I saw that in your your film, that the whole, you know, don't touch it, don't open it, watch open it. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. So that was another level of character building that you had there. You know what I mean? Oh, that's um, great. Thank you. Thank and then you. I saw you with the plushies when we did the Kickstarter, and you also did um, the, what is it? Didn't you do VHS? Yeah. 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 That was, that was fun. That was fun. I, I It's it's a piece of art. I mean, you know, when you actually watch the VHS, it's cool, but it's definitely not as, as clear as Blu-ray, you know, obviously, but yeah. The art of a VHS. I mean, it's hard not to like it, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I was at a uh, like a a Goodwill recently. I like going there and looking for DVDs. Uh-huh. Um, but they had this whole wall of VHSs. Bat. They had this Batman one that looked like mint condition. The first eighty nine Batman. Oh wow. Oh, it, was, it looked great. I mean, it was like uh, fifty cents, you know. And I'm an idiot because I didn't buy it. I was like, ah, I don't have a VHS. <laughs> I should have just bought it. What the heck? Yeah, you should have just bought it. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jurassic Park, too. So, I mean, I, I, I feel all those 80s, 90s things, you know, like it, it, it touches my heart. It makes me feel nostalgic. So, yeah, that's why that, I guess that's why it's in the movie. Okay. Now, I did go back because um, I was trolling you a little bit before we got on. Um, I went to your uh, to your mondeofilms.com to try to see if I could find again the plush or the v, uh, Blu-ray DVD something. Nothing. What's going on with that, man? We are out. Like we're out. So <laughs> uh, and we just haven't re-upped. Um, I think that's a good place to be. I think yeah, uh, excellent place to be. Yeah, yeah. We were getting uh, sales in. Uh, Norway and the UK and, and places like that. So, I mean, uh, it's, it was kind of crazy. It was just like, wow, why are people, you know, buying this? Like it, it feels good. Let me just yeah. say it feels good. Um, we'll probably re up those things uh, on store, um, soon. We're trying to figure out, you know, right now it's all about the sequel, mm-hmm. getting that edited, 
Um, but uh, we're going to be gathering the storm soon and, and re-upping some of those items in the store. So. Any other things you're going to add there? Or, or yeah. Yeah, there should be, but I don't know exactly what there is. I, I want to do a, this cool promotion where you get the cereal box, a Blu-ray inside, a plush doll, and maybe a toy or in a booklet or something. I want to do this big packaging thing. Um, yeah, that'd be neat. Yeah. yeah, open up the cereal box and everything's in there. Yeah. But then I wouldn't want to open the box. I know, I know. I'd have to buy like two of them. You're going to get two. And then, or we can do a thing where you can just buy the empty cereal box and separate items. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you see, th those are kind of things that um, out of the box or, uh, yeah, it's a pun. But yeah, out of the box thinking that actually makes that uniqueness of your film because now you, again you have the film you have um the quirky little things it, it just it's all together and it, and it just seems like you said that passion projects keep showing itself rather than oh i'm just gonna make a film make money no this is just like you were saying it's your family is involved your wife's there she's supporting you you know they're all making plushies for you it's awesome you know and so Thank to you. get to see all that process, to get to meet you, to get to see, you know, the first film and now your second film, which we are excited. And I'm going to ask you to kind of give us a little bit of rundown, if you can, sure. uh, about what the what we can expect for the second film. Yeah, uh, the second one, the first one was on Halloween. So I thought the second one would be cool on uh, Christmas. This one takes place around Christmas time, two months later. Um, this one, not to give too much away, is about, uh, this recently deceased actress who um, heard about Jay Mandeo's ability to kind of uh, travel back in time and reverse things. So she kind of hires the gang to see if they can help reverse her death um, and things spiral out of control. Um, <laughs> I'm very excited. Like living, living in Hollywood, this, this kind of storyline to me, like it just uh, was fun to shoot. Very yeah. fun yeah now that's it now that you mentioned about the hollywood thing um and you had mentioned earlier about sag how many of you all are sag or sag eligible or whatnot because you said that sag pretty much shut everything down there yeah uh all the actors are sag uh me included everyone is uh sag so um yeah i mean we we narrowly escaped that like two or three days before they shut everything down it was it was crazy. One thing though was our rap, like on the the last shot. After we got our last shot, um, we ha we all celebrated with some Corona beers. Uh, so it was it was nice. We had our own little Corona party. <laughs> corona party. Yeah. Now, from the first film, Passion Project, not too much money involved. Versus the second film, you had a budget. A nicer budget you had a little bit more cushion you know to do somewhat what you want to do what was the difference between you as a director and you as a person who's created this world i mean do you you find it easier now that you have the budget do you find it harder more frustrating or was it one of those things like i didn't have the budget i got creative i made it happen i mean you've seen both sides of the house brother hmm. uh well, I thought that it was going to be much easier. I thought it was going to be um, 
yeah, much easier, but it was the same as the first one, like fast, very fast, sometimes questioning, like, wow, are we getting it? Like, I don't even remember what I just shot. Um, it wasn't a luxury at all. Uh, I'll be honest with you, because that money goes to place. You know, the first one cost 13000 to film the movie. Yeah. And then that it was money to like uh, do post-production. So it's, it's it was more than 13000 So, I mean, this mo money that we raised, $26,509, that, that helped um, not coming from our, our own personal fund, I guess. Um, well, it, our own personal fund always comes into these. Oh, it always does, yeah. We go. Right, you know that. Um, but it was fast. It was so fast, man. Uh, there were some days where I was like, I got to quit. I, I, I got to quit. I got to quit. This is so fast. Like, it, you know, this happened on the first movie too, but I'm just being honest with you. Um, it's not like everything was clicking into place. It, it took a lot of work to just keep up with the pace of it. But I, I'm pretty sure that's every movie ever. So, um, yeah, I guess I'm just trying to communicate the fact that it, it's always hard. It's always fast. I'm, you're always scared. I'm scared every time. The first day I'm always sweating. Um, like, oh, man, I don't know. It's been a while. It's been yeah. a while since we've shot. But um, I think what Kickstarter really did was like, wow, people got together and put their hard-earned money into this film. I, I can't be more thankful to people who did that. Um, I guess what it did, it, it boosted confidence a little bit. Okay. Boosted confidence, yeah. Now let's talk about that part, because I know you were saying the first day of filming, and, and, and I hear you, because from my first film, I couldn't sleep that night. Before camera was up, it was my first time directing. It was my first film. And I was I was like, man, why should these people listen to me? Why should they even care about what I have to say or what I have to do or or even if the film's going to get done? Because a lot of times, you know this, there's a lot of indie guys out there that start a film halfway through. You even said it right now. You get that frustration, that, that overwhelming because you're halfway and they quit. You know what I mean? How's your feelings about that? Oh, I mean, it's, I think it's totally normal and okay to want to quit, but I think quitting is absolutely not an option. Um, yeah, it's just not an option. I mean, like, first of all, I don't want to sound like a quitter because I just never quit on these movies, but yeah. I want to be honest about the psyche of it. Like, oh shit. Oh no, we're, we're behind. You know, one thing I will say, this is our third feature film. And when we were going behind, even though I wanted to quit, it was more like, oh man, this is stressful. That What that means is like, this is stressful. I need to take a moment, get some coffee uh, and then keep going because we know what it's worth it. You know, yeah. it's worth it. you know, I, it's worth it to do these movies because we had so much fun on this one, on the last one and this one, we laughed so much. I, I have a feeling it's going to be funnier. Uh, just the camaraderie was so like on point. I, I mean, I'm so excited. So when I say quitting, all I really mean is, uh, it got stressful to the point where I needed some coffee and I wanted to sleep, but I didn't, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I, I did it again. Uh, but what was, what was the question? On that <laughs> That's right. 
Um, we were just talking about how from day one it 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 is that stress that you you like not knowing what's gonna happen halfway through you're overpressured because like what you're saying is like dude it, it's it's too too much because now you're halfway through you, you have all this other stuff that's pending but you don't know if you got it i mean it, it's just so much going on in your head and you're like fuck dude i want to just you're right you, you're yelling and saying i want to quit ah oh, i can't stand this shit no more but you just need a breather you, you need to step back and be like fuck it i got this yeah you know I mean? yep Yep. And, and I think in a lot of it has to do with cast and crew. If you've got some good peeps, like uh, I think the only reason these movies are good is because of cast and crew. Like uh, my, my DP and my sound guy, they're so great. They're so great. I know that I don't have to have the whole thing on my own shoulders. Um, the actors are so funny and, and great and they, they care. They're there helping. Um, so, you know, after you breathe a little bit and you realize this is our third go around, we're okay, we've got great people, uh, you start, you know, not freaking out too much. With your cast, how'd you go about doing that? I mean, bring them, um, the initial casting to pushing them to this next film. What was the process of all that for you? Okay, so the first movie, um, Jackson, the guy who plays Jackson, his name is Sean McBride. I knew him from acting class uh, years before. And so I was like, oh, that guy would be great. And he worked on a movie before with us called Schlepp. So he was cool. My wife, same thing. We've all worked together. Everyone else was a traditional casting process. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they came in and um, I would ad lib with them while filming them uh, and just found some really great people. You know, uh, one thing I will say is I, I, I have a good sense for um, I love actors. I love yeah. actors and I love what they do. So I become a fan. You can t- I can tell when I'm a fan of someone in the room. I'm like, oh, OK, that's going to be a fun person to work with. Uh, that's how we gathered most of Sean Liang, the cousin Andy, Darth, Maeve, my father in the movie, Raymond Mandela. We all of them were through traditional casting. So. We all had a good time making the first movie. For the second one, I asked, I just simply asked the people who were returning if they're down. And yes, they were. Of course. Uh, <laughs> it's a fun uh, movie. Yeah, why not? Yeah. In fact, actually, the second movie, no one was cast the tra- traditional way. People were returning and the two new cast members were people that actually um, the new villainess or uh, yeah, the actress, the dead actress she is the wife of Darth from the first movie, David Gallegos. And she's a wonderful actress. She has a, a huge YouTube following. She does these great characters. Um, and we were really lucky to get her on this new movie. So, and the, I mean, the, the new characters are going to be fun. They're going to be fun. If you like the first movie, I think you're going to really enjoy these new characters. Okay. Yeah. It, it, again, going back to the first movie, because that's we haven't gotten a sneak peek yet, um, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of throwing it out there like, hey, yeah. no, no, I'm just um, like some of the okay, some of the scenes, planned or unplanned, uh, when he starts uh, beating down the little uh, tent with the with the broom, yeah, planned or unplanned, planned, 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 <laughs> planned. Okay. And, and, and the reason I ask is because, and this is something that we had talked about with film noobs when we were here, 
a lot of the scenes or a lot of the acting seems really, really natural. It doesn't seem pushed. It doesn't seem planned, as we would say. And only because, like you were saying, that the actors are really, really good. They're actors. Um, how is it for you, ad-libbing or kind of going off your script? Is that something that you do? or? Oh, yeah. Uh, I like to let people do whatever they want as long as it fits like the storyline, as, as long as it's not too outlandish. I think a lot of that gets worked out in um, rehearsals, though. Um, on my first movie, I didn't rehearse. Not Mandeo, the movie before, Schlepp. Yeah. Uh, I didn't rehearse at all with my actors on it took three tries to make that movie and I just learned so much. Long story short is that rehearsal is so important to me personally. I think a lot of filmmakers can get a lot of benefit out of that. You know, like you don't have any time. You have like 10 days to make a movie. If you're trying to rehearse on set on the day, I mean, that'll kill you. It'll yeah. kill you. It killed me on my first attempt doing schlep. And I learned from that day on was, which was, Get your actors together, work it out, including me, because I'm in I'm in the movie, you know. Yeah. So I I need to know what I'm doing because I got to focus on those actors more during the the film, the filming. Um, so basically, I would just say rehearsal is one of the best things I learned. And it seems obvious kind of, but it, it isn't always um, rehearsal is where we learn where we get the lines and the blocking. And if someone has a good idea, it comes up there. And uh, it gets implemented into the movie. I mean, and then on the day, sometimes there is ad libbing there. And if it works, it works. You know, I, yeah. I, I don't, I'm never in the. I don't want to get in the way of people's uh, ad libbing and and creative input. I love it. I love it. Okay. Now, yeah. I know you said you had, and you work like many of us in the in the independent scene. We work with constraints. Um, I.e., you you said you you work with you know you have the house. You know, because that's that was either your house or a friend's apartment or whatever from the first one. We're talking about the first one because I don't know anything about the second one. So being that you have a house and you said you have rehearsals, do you have rehearsals there or is it a table table read or or how do you go through that? Uh, No table read. Um, I was on this Disney show kicking it a long time ago, 2014. Uh, <laughs> and I remember doing a table read of nice, uh, formal table read. And I hated it. I hated it because we're sitting and I'm like, I don't, oh, I'm not even, most of the things we're doing in this show is like action oriented. And I just felt yeah. so awkward, like trying to sit down and have the energy. So, uh, no, we didn't do a table read. They would come over to Gina and I's apartment. We had this at the time, a very small studio apartment. And they would come there and we would literally work the scene, workshop it, yeah. get up on our feet, see the blocking. Um, we, I, I like to think of it as much more uh, involved and um, creative process. Sitting at a table makes me feel nervous. So um, <laughs> we, don't, we don't really do that. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, they, they come over and, and to the house and we do that. For the first movie, um, yeah, the apartment was our friend's apartment, and then the house was rented off of a place called Gigster. Okay. So, so that was four days there, and then five days at the apartment. Yeah. Man, was, you really like kicked that one out quick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many days was it for the first one? It was nine days, and then one extra day of pickup shots, things to kind of fill in um, little spaces that that were missing. 
Man, I hate you. Because <laughs> we're still waiting. Because I'm still waiting for this whole Corona BS to finish. Because I have like maybe two days of pickups for the second film. But all together, I think we spent maybe about three months on and off. Because most of my guys were wrestlers. So we had to work around their schedule. But I'm like, man, I, I wish I could just like five days here, five days here, and we're done. But instead, it was like two days here, one day here. Okay, now we wait for two weeks. Oh, we got three days here. Oh, now two more weeks. I'm like, oh, son of a. Well, was that was there any benefits to that? I mean, no, <laughs> it's harder because, and this is one of the things that, um, like my wrestler, my my main guy, he's a wrestler, and we were talking, and he's like, yeah, dude, if we ever do another film, is there a way we could block off, you know, those ten days that we would. Because altogether, I think we maybe filmed for 19 days, which is wow. which is pretty good. Yeah. Um, but it was in 19 straight days. He's like, well, if we do another film or if you bring me back for a second part, is there a way we could block off those, you know, two, three weeks? He's like, because it's harder for me to come back and get into that mentality where we left off. I see. I'm like, okay. And again, he's not an actor. He's a wrestler. But being that he's a wrestler, he kind of has a little bit of an acting chop because they have to be actors in in a way. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was it was harder for them to go do whatever and then come back and then want to okay one we had to figure out what you look like, yeah. your hair, make sure it was straight. Um, because you know he has a high and tight, so we have to make sure it's not too too shaved, it's not too long. I mean, it was just so many little things we had to keep remembering um constantly taking pictures of what they look like where the scar was at where the bruising was at and i'm like oh man dude so yeah i i understand what he was saying if we could have that blocking of those 10 20 days whatever versus here there one here whatever you know what i mean yeah 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 i mean to in some ways it's nice that you have that little breathing room but yeah, when you're mentioning all that stuff, like continuity, like getting all that stuff, getting the mindset back, yeah, I guess that that would be tough. Is it turning out? Is it turning out good though? Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, I hate it, but I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And this is my first action kind of drama. Um, again, my first one was just a horror horror comedy, so we didn't care if we didn't have the continuity. It was okay because we didn't care. And I mean, it was it was it's a, a spoof kind of. Um, 80s kind of B movie, oh, nice. so we're like, okay, if, if it doesn't come out great, it's it's okay. We left ourselves that that buffer to where it's like, uh, we're experimenting. Uh, but with this one, I want to take it a little bit more serious. But I'm like, man, yeah. it just it's it's harder. Um, and I think we put that on ourselves instead of trying to be like, okay, move into it. We kind of just jumped into it and be like, all right, we're gonna do this without any real experience of an action film. But either way, I still love it. That's great. I mean, that that takes some balls to jump into something like that, man. I mean, that's, that's really great. And, um, and, and dealing with the, the spaced out production too. I mean, it seems like you guys got through it. You only have a couple days to go after two days, two days of pickup shots. Um, But again, I mean, those are little things that we could kind of work around. But yeah, man, a, a ten day shooting schedule would have been or oh, nine day. You said nine day, right? Nine days for the first run, yeah. yeah. 
What about this one, the second one? Fast. Let me just put it this way, okay? Fast. Faster. <laughs> Faster? Yep. Faster. You're a beast. You are a total beast, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. We try and hold on to this twister. We're, we're, we're almost flying away, but it's fun. You know what I was thinking recently, which it oh. was what we do, you and I, um, it's kind of like a very expensive habit. Like yeah. a expensive habit it's fun but it's so stressful it's it's sometimes bad for your health but it's so fun and you can't get this high anywhere else i mean otherwise i can't i can't understand why we do it but yeah great it's great you know what's weird um now you're talking about that high uh we had done a short film with another company uh most of my guys we went down there it was down in uh, south texas but they we stayed actually in a little encampment for five days. This was the first time we've ever done anything like that. Um, they had the, the the big trucks, the catering company, whatever. But we were there for five days. On that fifth day, bro, and as soon as they said, that's a wrap, we're like, yeah, wait, we got to go home. <laughs> what if we get to do that? So for that month, most of us were like depressed, calling each other, like, dude, let's go out, let's do something. Because we, even those five small days, we're like so high, so like, from yeah. six in the morning to like almost 10, 11 o'clock at night. It was cold, raining, we didn't care. You know, we loved it. Yes. That fifth day, we're like, oh, man, now, now what? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It, it is a high. Because you just went on an adventure with this group of people and, and you have to work as like a, a, a unit, you know? Oh man, I totally know what you're talking about. That depression, like, oh man, what are we going to do? Yes. Yes. I kind so, of, felt that way. I didn't feel that way as much this time. I felt like, man, I hope everyone's going to be okay. Like with this coronavirus, it was like in the background of everyone, everyone's yeah. thoughts. I was like, I just hope that we're okay. And that everyone, I hope no one gets it from this group. I don't know. <laughs> now post-production, how are you handling that? Uh, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. This is, um, this is the most perfect post-production I guess I've ever had. I mean, this is not some wood. This is like glass. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's been great because we're, everyone's quarantined anyway. So um, I enjoy coming to the computer. The last movie I was editing crazy hours just because I loved it. I, I love doing it, but it, it took a toll on my health. Yeah. And just like my diet, I lost so much weight, just just like not eating and just like uh. Uh, this movie, I'm taking a little more healthily. I'm just I'm editing what I can mentally handle. And then I take a break. I go over there. I do something else in the other room. I'm really enjoying this. It's like a puzzle. My wife and I did. We bought a puzzle from Target recently, just, you know, out of boredom. Yeah. Um, and it was great. And I was thinking, yeah, this is really great. But I realized something. I have my own puzzle on this computer right here right here and yeah. i love putting that puzzle together i i am enjoying it so i'm not rushing this movie what i'm doing is i'm just like tinkering here Ooh, i like the way that looks and i go away i come back Ooh, i like the way this looks i go away it's it's actually been kind of new for me mm -hmm. um just kind of help i feel like it's a healthier approach and i am enjoying it yeah so now after this uh when you release it you're going to do the same thing Try to hit up the conventions or, or what, what's your plan this time around? 
Uh, I definitely want to hit up the conventions again. I want to go to more than just San Diego, you know, anywhere that will take us. Honestly, Uh, I don't have too much control over that, but I want to try uh, more festivals. Um, I'm actually thinking during this COVID-19 thing, I'm thinking about even if that's all cleared up by the time we release it, it'd be cool to do a online premiere too. Yeah. One that you could do a a live Q and a afterwards and, um, yeah, I, I don't exactly know. I want to do something different than the last time. I want to do something kind of unique and um, something fitting of 2020 in the indie world. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know what that is yet, but I want to do something that's fitting of 2020. And I know we're an online movie. Yeah. I love watching this movie with a crowd, though. because it is. It's different, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because, again, same thing with our first film. When... We premiered it. It was at a VFW because we shot it at a VFW. We was like, you know, fuck it. We're independent. We're going we're gonna to premiere it here. Yeah. And that premiere was ridiculous. Everybody was laughing. Everybody was heckling because they saw their own friends. So they were heckling. And that, that's a badass feeling. And then I went to another premiere, which was a festival premiere. And we have maybe about... 20, 30 people that kind of just moseyed on in there because they, the name of the film just alone dragged them in there. And they kind of caught some of the jokes, but some of them, they were like, as opposed to in the premiere, everybody's laughing right. because they understood the jokes. And I was like, man, dude, and now online, I see it and I see my Amazon ticker, you know, it's like, oh, so many people watch it. I'm like, why? Why are they still <laughs> watching this shit? But you know what I mean? And I was like, Okay, cool, whatever. If you're going to watch it from, like you said, New Zealand or whatever for 5, 20, 30 minutes, forget it, whatever, just watch it. But yet, it's not the same reaction, you know? Yeah. I get what you mean. Yeah, that live reaction is something I wish you could bottle up. And just every time you're feeling low, just open up the bottle. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. It's great. Now, on San Diego, um, I didn't get to see that one. Did you, how, how was that screening? Did you like sit in the front and you had all these people in the back behind you um, before you went up there for the Q and A or, or how was that, that feeling? Well, it was, it was really good. Uh, we had a pretty decent sized crowd um, and we, Gina and I, my wife and I were sitting in the front row, but sometimes I'd look back and, and, and see the people and, and, and I, to my left, I could see some people reacting. I, it was great. I, like when you hear the rows of people like laughing and getting your quirky movie, yeah. I don't know. I don't know any better feeling. I, I don't really know any better feeling than that. And then we did a Q and a afterwards and that was fulfilling too. I love talking to people about movies in general. Yeah. And, and, but when people are asking questions about your movie, it's like, wow, like you said, why do you care? But thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a great feeling. How was, okay, how was, I don't know if you experienced it, but like me, um, I didn't know how many people were behind me. I heard them, but I didn't know how many people were behind me. When I turned around and the house lights went on, I was like, oh, wow, y'all motherfuckers <laughs> came up. You know what I mean? And I had like this like fluttering effect and just I was like overwhelmed. How was your experience with that? <laughs> uh it was good. It was good. I was more thinking about 
Gosh, you know what? I was so happy that day. I I, I wasn't too nervous. Um, the lights went up and then we were all single filing up into the stage. And I guess I just felt really comfortable because I had the whole cast and crew there and uh, I was just ready. I was ready. You know, you hear their feedback. They're liking it. If they mm. like it, you're pretty ready to talk. I, I was pretty ready to talk about it. You know, I felt good. It, that fluttering though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that fluttering feeling like, whoa, jeez. <laughs> cool, cool. Man, so yeah, so Mandela returns. When do you think we'll we'll be able to kind of start seeing some of the teasers and trailers and whatnot? Let's see. Uh no, 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 no pressure. No pressure. I think in a few months I should be able to show some more from this. Uh, a couple months, a couple months. I'll, I'll start releasing some behind the scenes videos too. And, and, and photos because, um, first of all, I love seeing that anyway from movies, yeah. in general. but it, it's just, uh, this movie has a very interesting vibe and I, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how people like yourself and, uh, people, anyone who enjoyed the first movie, I'm kind of, I'm hoping people like this one, you know, um, the, the, the number one thing is I have to like it for myself. So yeah, I, I'm enjoying what I'm seeing so far. I don't know if you you get this sensation when you're editing your movies or when your movie's being edited. Um, the first time it's coming together, you're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. This it, I'm always a little bit uh, hard on it, but as it comes together, it starts becoming really fun, and it gets getting it keeps getting tighter. It, it makes me want to come back to the computer more. The first few times, I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's that one scene that comes together for the first time, because I'm I'm like you. Um, I was putting some of the stuff together, and I was like, ah, I don't know if it's gonna work. But it wasn't continuously put together. But then there was that one scene that I, I plopped into the timeline, and I kind of saw the progression. And then I saw that one scene, and I was like, yeah, it's gonna work. It's yeah. gonna work. I mean. That's that. That's the moment, you know, when one. I guess that's right. One scene comes together. You're like, okay, I think there's some. I think we have something here. Yeah, I can relate to that. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> it is weird, man. Now, because we're shut in, I have to ask you: Have you binge watched any other show? Uh, no shows. Literally, no TV shows. Um. I've been watching comfort food movies, uh, movies that I have seen before. I'm not being adventurous. I'm doing stuff like I'm wearing like the movies I'm watching. They're like a big, fluffy, warm blanket. That's what I'm doing. I don't know why I find myself doing that. I'm not being adventurous. I'm watching Back to the Future. I'm watching uh, recently we, we watched Lost Boys. Uh, oh, so great movie, man. Lost Boys, dude. Yeah, I, it's, a, it's a great one. I hate that they're they're making a TV show out of it, but you know, Are they really? yeah, they were they were talking about making an actual TV show out of it this time. I can't remember who's in charge of it, but it was like they're they're trying to remake a lot of the '80s movies, and that's that's one of the things that we talked about on on, on this podcast: the reboots, remakes, and relaunches. They were like, dude, none of us are fans of that, and that, yeah. and and when we heard that Lost Boys was getting redone, we're like, oh, dude, just like. Um, me and Jonathan talked about Chucky. Yeah. When uh, the new Chucky is like, dude, it, it's not Chucky. It's not Chucky. I, never, not Chucky. I didn't see that one. Was it? It wasn't. No. You're not missing anything. Okay. You're good. 
so what's another another comfort uh film for you i like there's this indie movie i i don't think anyone has seen it here it's called clara's ghost um that movie stars gosh elliot gosh oh no oh no is that the one where um he's in a bed sheet the whole time no no not that one. I want to see that one actually with Casey uh, Affleck. I know the one you're talking about. He's in a bed sheet. Yeah, and he's a ghost, and he's he's following her the the whole time. Right. Because he's a ghost. But we're like, we watched, and we're all like, uh, <laughs> shui shui, you know. But it was. Why is he wearing that ghost thing? Like why? Yeah, we we, we didn't get it. So. Yeah. No, the one I'm talking about is a really indie movie. Uh, Gosh, I wish I knew the guy. You know, um, you know, uh, there's something about Mary, the guy who plays the guy who gets like, okay, I'm terrible, man. You're looking it up, right? Yes. Clara's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That movie to me, um, it's it's just fun, and it's oh, really- Chris Elliott. Chris Elliott, yep, Chris yeah. Elliott. Elliott. Yeah, I found that one out of nowhere one day, and I just. I really enjoyed it. It's so low key. They just drink the whole movie and are basically terrible to each other. And I just love it. I don't know what it is about that movie. The vibe, I think. I'm going to have to, hold on, let me save it real quick. I'm going to have to check it out now that you brought it up. <laughs> have some drinks with it later. I don't know. It's it's a fun one to watch while, while sipping on something. Okay. How about you? Uh, Binge watching. Just some shows and whatnot that come out on Netflix. I think my favorite one is, uh, what is it called? It's Spanish, it's called Casa de Papel, but in English it's, um, I can't remember what it's called in English, but it, it was a Spanish TV series. Um, it didn't do so well in Spain. They had one season, Netflix picked it up, and all of a sudden it's, an, it's a worldwide sensation. They're on season three. Um, they just capped off with a, a, a cliffhanger. But then I was watching the behind the scenes and I was like, dude, these guys, and they were talking about, yeah, you know, we had so much money, but they were still writing as they were shooting. Ooh. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. That's crazy. This is a, a TV show yeah. and you're writing as you're going. So you don't even know where you're going because you're writing as you're shooting. That's crazy because us as indie filmmakers, we would never do anything like that. That's that's crazy. That that means we don't have that kind of like, you know. Oh yeah, you're just we're gonna just shoot something and we'll see where it goes. Yeah, you know I mean? that's a luxury right there. Yeah, yeah. and it was just just to watch like you like yourself the behind the scenes. I think are more entertaining because they get to see a lot of the the dumb crap that they have to go through. And they have to put up with kind of like us, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm like, okay, they're no better than us. They just have more money. That's and, it. You know, yeah. that reminds me, like that reminds me when you say like, what are you watching more than shows, even more than comfort movies. I've been watching a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Um, that mm-hmm. stuff keeps me alive, man. Like uh, I watched the fa- a lot of phantasm, you know, the phantasm series. Yeah. Um, I've been uh, watching a lot of behind the scenes on that. And I actually binged all. F- I, I said I, I've seen four of the five because number two is not available. But, you know, that kind of indie filmmaking and passion, that stuff feeds me. Uh, 
behind the scenes stuff like that's why i have all these this this backlog of dvds a collection of dvds i like going back recently i like going back and watching the behind the scenes stuff like they used to pack those dvds yeah. right yep yep and all these blu-rays are like oh it's a movie and that's it and maybe one or two special features and it's some dude talking but they don't show anything at all no it's lazy we had the DVD, like the time of the DVD, the real DVD, they had so many features. And that was like, it kind of helped me as a filmmaker. I, when I was younger, that's why I got DVDs at, at the beginning. I was like, I want to see the special features. And we didn't necessarily have YouTube to check out all the behind the scenes footage, you know, that you had to go to the DVD and watch it. I just, um, I encourage anyone at home who's watching this to go to your DVDs and look for some good special features, revisit those because they're just gold. Yeah. Especially, yeah. like you said, especially as an indie filmmaker, we, I think that's our class. That was our, our classroom growing up back then. As opposed yeah. to now, it's YouTube. YouTube, YouTube, and, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. DVDs were the first YouTube for filmmakers. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, you can just go on YouTube and find it pretty much anything now. So. Cool, cool, man. Well, Again, I'm looking at my time watch, and it, it's a it's about that time, and I don't want to stretch it and, and keep you, you know, from doing your your editing or whatnot. But I do appreciate you coming on with me. Um, I'll probably hit you up one more time, um, bring you back after you release your film in a couple okay. months, because we're just gonna talk and, and and see what it's about, man. I'm excited. Um, Jonathan's excited about that. You know, he's gonna review your stuff too, because. We just been talking mad stuff about the first film. So, oh man, thank you so much for for first of all just for watching it and taking the time to do that first that first show on the Mandeo. I, I listened to it a couple of times. And I was like, man, these guys really get it and like it. I just was really, I was thankful to hear it. Uh, I was so, um, I guess, really happy to hear it. So, thank you guys, and um, I'll, I'll I'll think about some things I can share with you guys soon. Some. Uh, I don't know, a sneak peek or some behind the scenes. I <laughs> so yeah, I'd love to come back on the show and, and talk with you. Some cool, more. man. Well, I do appreciate you again for being here, taking time out of your, you know, your schedule and, and hopefully everybody's safe out there. Stay safe. Yeah, you too. Um, keep in contact with us, keep in contact with the rest of your crew and whatnot. And, and again, hopefully all this works out soon so we can go back to doing what we normally do, man. And yeah, that's creating. You can get those last uh, pickup shots. And yes, sir. <laughs> nice. All right, brother. Well, um, again, have a good one, man, and, and we'll see you back next show. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Okay.